you'll probably hear um, a part two every week of what you heard a part one of on Sunday. And as your pastor, um, I'm trying to reiterate because I want you to understand the um, importance of it. But also, if I can be honest, in in preaching, um, sometimes we get emotional and church gets high and there may be some things left out because uh, the wind is blowing and the moment is there. And, um, and so I come back on Wednesday to regenerate uh, what I preach Sunday and maybe even drop off some stuff that um, I left off of, uh, I left off Sunday morning. And so um, if, if you have, if you have the lesson um, from the email and from the membership portal on Facebook, <coughs> excuse me, you will see again that the purpose of the prayer of invocation is to uh, preposition God's presence. Um, our objective is to make it a personal priority to invite and invoke God's presence. <coughs> Y'all ain't praying for me. <coughs> Into the worship experience. This is to suggest that um, Mr. Email her my lesson, please. <coughs> Pastor Green, prepare yourself uh, to read. I don't think I can get through this. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Yeah, get yourself, get yourself together, Doc. Um, our job is not to invite Christ as in he's omnipresent. He is everywhere. <clears throat> but our job as Christians in worship is to invite him <clears throat> to manifest himself among us through miracle signs and wonders. <clears throat> Our job is to set the atmosphere and make it conducive for God 
to feel comfortable in his own house. Um, I told you all um, last, last Sunday that it makes no sense <clears throat> to throw a birthday party, a surprise party, and then you do not invite the guest of honor. It, it, it makes no sense. And so this particular psalm <clears throat> sets us in a place where we set an atmosphere, not so much as in the atmosphere of the building, which is important, but how was the atmosphere internally? And so we, we aren't just <clears throat> praying to be praying. We're praying with the purpose. And um, that purpose is to invite God because no one thing. Jesus left his hometown because the people <clears throat> did not believe. Why would Jesus want to attend a church service where people go just to be seen, just to show off, but they don't believe? And so, I told you Sunday and tonight, we must arrange the atmosphere. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. In Psalm 34, verses three through four, if you are honest, if you read the text, David moves from a solo to a symphony. In verse one, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. When he gets to verses three and four, he says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Solo, I will bless the Lord to a symphony. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. He invites others to help him bless the name of our God. Hmm. The atmosphere is not simply relegated to the physical atmosphere in which we worship but the heart and mental atmosphere of the individual. <clears throat> the room can be prepared for worship, but if your heart and if your mind is not prepared 
people worship, then guess what? You cannot join the symphony. Do that make sense? That's why sometimes it's very important not to sit next to the wrong person in church because the wrong person in church next to you can literally shift your mind and your heart because if they are distracting you with foolishness, envy, jealousy, hate, then guess what? You're going to miss your blessing because they're being silly when they should be worshiping. They're laughing and joking and you need a blessing. You won't eat. Your loved one is dying. You're going through depression and calamity. And guess what? If you aren't together, then the person you sit next to, they can't invite you to the symphony. Why? Because they're, they're distracted. Their hearts are hard. They're confused. They have envy and jealousy in their heart. And guess what? God says, listen, I'm not wrestling with all of that. Because you 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 showed up, <clears throat> you know, you know, you know. One of the things I've never understood um, is 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 why black folk throw wedding receptions and spend money on venues for food, alcohol, for people who will show up and won't bring them a gift, won't bring them a dime. You set the atmosphere for somebody else to enjoy worship, a party, on your dime, drink your liquor, eat your food, and celebrate you. And then, what did you get? A selfie? Congratulations. So you spent resources on other people. Now they came to celebrate you, but what did they bring? Here is the thing. When you come to worship on Sunday or even virtual, you have to bring something. Bring an open mind, bring a focused mind, <clears throat> bring a grateful heart, bring a heart of thanksgiving. 
bring a heart of expectancy. That, that there is something that you have to bring, but you can't you can't show up at church and say church ain't good. No, church ain't good for you because you distracted. Church ain't good for you because you in your phone. Church ain't good for you because you laughing the whole service. Church ain't good for you because you passing babies. Church ain't good for you because you texting on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. Church ain't good for you because you you mad at the Negro in front of you and behind you. You refuse to say, I'm sorry. You refuse to forgive people who have apologized to you. So don't leave saying church ain't good. Say no. The atmosphere of my heart isn't conducive to receive what's going on around me. So the Holy Ghost can't work through me and filter through me. So he goes around me. Do I make sense tonight, church? Don't, don't leave saying we, we, we have great church every Sunday at fellowship. Some are higher than others. Sometimes y'all are a little dry. We, we, you get it together, you know, as we go along. But why are we dry? Why is church dry? Why are y'all distracted? Why, why, why are y'all shouting and running and bucking one Sunday and dry as hell the next Sunday? Distracted, hard-hearted, you ain't praying, you ain't come to worship, you distract your, your mind somewhere else, you're on the phone, you're doing this and the other. You, you, you got to bring something to get, it's almost like, it's almost like, um, it's almost like the family member who shows up every year to the family function, be it Thanksgiving, Christmas, or reunion, and don't bring nothing and leave with 10 plates. You ain't brought no soda water. You ain't brought no pound cake. You ain't brought no, no, no hearts chicken. You, you ain't bought nothing, but you're going to leave with 10 plates. You know, my children hungry. My old man got to go to work tonight. You know, my kids, you know, my son, you know, he, he on parole. He, you know, he on. You, you got to bring something to get something. And even when it comes to worship, and the atmosphere, you got to bring something. You got to bring a focused mind. And some of you need to care more about your soul and get up and change seats during worship. If your neighbor is distracting you, then you care more about offending the person who's distracting you. Well, I don't. Well, fast. I don't want. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't. I don't want to seem rude. So you are gonna miss the blessing, miss the breakthrough, 
Mr. Deliverance because you don't want to seem rude. What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? So worship, the atmosphere is not just about the praise team singing the proper notes <clears throat> or making sure everyone and everything is in place. Because guess what? Worship isn't conducive or just constrained or restrained rather or relegated to four walls. Worship can be in your car, at your desk. You can worship wherever you are. But I don't care where you are. Lean in, lean in. I want you to hear me with the little voice I have. If you don't forgive, you can't worship properly. Plain atmosphere. If you're hateful, you can't worship properly. Bad atmosphere. If you if you have jealousy and envy in your heart, you can't worship properly. You can't even pray properly. Bad atmosphere. If you're rolling your eyes, all worship. Cutting your eyes at people, walking around, not speaking to people. You perform it, but you're not worshiping. Because God's spirit ain't gonna dwell there. No, no, you you ain't you don't have to be perfect, but you do know you you know right from wrong. I tried, I tried to eat at nice places. I tried to. But I don't care how good the food is. If the ambiance is bad, I'm not spending my money there. I don't, I'm a lamb chop lover. I'm not so much of a steak guy. I don't care how good the lamb chops are. If the ambiance is bad, if the waiter, the wait staff is nasty, I'm not eating. I'm leaving. I'm not returning. What a sad indictment it is for the omnipresent God who is everywhere at the same time says, I have to be there, but I don't want to be there. 
So why y'all always talk about church hurt? If anybody ought to have church hurt, ought to be God. The way the way we act and treat Him. If anybody ought to have church hurt, it ought to be God. The way y'all sit up in church and hate people and don't like people and text about the person behind you, in front of you, across the road from you. If anybody ought to be have church hurt and say that ambiance and that 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 place isn't conducive for my presence and I ain't going back no more, I'll be God. So, so before you lament about how much church has hurt you, the church ain't hurt you half as bad as the church has hurt God. And God gave his son for the church and Christ gave his life for the church. So before you lament about how bad the church has hurt you, child, please get your mind together. Get somewhere and exfoliate your mind. You, you'll be all right. So before you say church ain't good, the invitation, the the invitation, no, you want God to manifest himself and do miracles, signs and wonders in an atmosphere where there is no faith. Where your faith is about as fickle as the makeup on your face. You put it on in the morning and you wash it off at night. And that's how some some, some of y'all faith is. You put it on when it's convenient and you take it off when it's empty. No, you can't operate like that. The atmosphere is here. The song, the hymn, the song with it. Lord, you're welcome in this place. Have your way. Heal and deliver in this place. Have your way. First of all, first of all, we first of all, we aren't in a position to tell God what to do. And then why God know it. That's first of all. We're we're too we're too we're too finite, too limited, too puny to invite God anyway. But anyway. With that being said, what are we missing? Because we refuse to have this atmosphere right What you know we're so worried about the atmosphere in the church being right. Making sure the monitors are right, making sure, you know, the virtual people at home can't see, you know, the foolishness that we be doing in the sanctuary, et cetera. We want to make sure everything is that's right. Make sure the atmosphere is conducive. If this atmosphere is not conducive for worship, And nothing we do ocularly to make sure the slides and presentations are right. 
Yeah, let's 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 be as crisp and clean and professional as we can. But in the words of Gardner Kevin Taylor, it's all for naught. I like that. That made, that made me sound like I was an English major, uh, Victorian. It's all, that, that's what Dr. Taylor said. It's all for naught. It's all for naught if our hearts and our minds aren't conducive to receive. So, how is your atmosphere? How was your atmosphere? And then secondly, acknowledge his accolades. My grandmother, who sleeps the long sleep, as my old pastor would say, I used to love when he said that sleep the long sleep. Those old men had a, 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 a mystique about them. This young preacher, he's so, this young preacher, you know, there. And he's just trying to be celebrities. Old preacher had a mystique about them. But let's not go off on that tension. Um, my grandmother, you can bring Pastor Green in if she's ready. <clears throat> she can help me close it out. Uh, hey, Reverend. Hello, Pastor. Uh, thank you for coming on. Help me. Uh, we can talk about this together. Okay. Uh, my grandmother used to, uh, they used to, they used to give food away at the, at the, at the community center. And my grandmother would go home and with the old ordinary phone and she'd have the, her phone book and she would call all of her friends and she would say, she'd sit under the glasses and she would it'd take about an hour to call them people because she had got them numbers. And she would call Miss uh, Miss Bertha and she'd call Miss Edna and she'd call and she would say this, listen, go down there to the Martin King Center, they're giving them pounds away. They got the peanut butter and uh, they got beans and they got cheese. It all had, you know, no name. It just said a white wrapper with beans on it. And, you know, cornbread is thick as, yeah. And <laughs> uh, that 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 government cheese, that, but it was thick, but it made great macaroni and cheese and grilled cheese sandwich. But my grandmother made a habit to brag about and call and tell people what she had received and how the blessing she had received. Pastor Green, do you think that we struggle with not bragging on God like we should? Oh, I think certainly think that. I think we talked about that. I think the last lesson that I taught, we think we sometimes we get our degrees and we, you know, get have our nice homes and our nice clothes <clears throat> and our nice jobs. And sometimes we forget to think to thank God for what he allowed uh, for the wisdom even that he provided for us and uh, in order the strategies to to get those things. So 
uh, I think, yeah, we sometimes take him for granted and forget to say thank you. It's like God's your great, God's your mm -hmm. wonderful, mm -hmm. God's your majestic. Yes. I am that I am. All of those names of God, uh, Jehovah Rapha, Yahweh, El Shaddai, all of those names mean something. That's what Abraham said on this, on, on that mountain, he gave God a name, Jehovah Jireh. And so one of the things I think too, is that um, um, Bishop Ivy Hilliard said something about the Black Baptist preacher years ago. He said, he said, uh, when it came to series preaching, he said, you Baptist boys, y'all hitting this, y'all preaching about grace one Sunday, and you don't love the next Sunday, and then you're talking about money. He said, get somewhere and get get a subject and stay there for a few, a few months, mm. a few days. I think we struggle with not telling our testimony because we're, we're afraid that people are going to get tired of us hearing about it. But if God's been good to you, then you tell it. And if, I mean, how, how can you not talk about a God who has sh shrunk a tumor the son of a baseball? How can you not brag about a God who's, I didn't understand it, now at 48, it may fist now when they would say a God who kept you when you couldn't keep yourself. Yes. And I think too, if the people who come to fellowship ever just walk in fellowship and take a respect, a, a, a respective uh, uh, gander over their life and just look back, I don't think we would ever have a bad Sunday. Yeah, 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 I agree. We will, certainly won't have all the, you know, in any church, not not just fellowship, I'm saying. Yeah. But I think that all of the, the um, somewhat, I'm going, I'm going to use this word so no one write me or email me, but the hypocrisy sometimes, right? Uh, the, the, as you say, the church hurt some of those things that we complain about. Uh, I think that if you think about those testimonies, if you think about how good God is, if you think about that God was, I am in that divorce, if you think about God was, I am when you didn't have any, any food on your table and didn't know how you were going to feed your children. If you think about that, just give that, a, a, just think about that just for a minute then I think we wouldn't have time to think about what someone wore or what someone said that offended me or some of the other things that we that that we get entangled with in church, right? And because we're, we're why? Because we're working with people, we're dealing with people, right? So anytime there's an encounter with people, there's always going to be some um, uh, dissatisfaction, if you will. But if we just think about if we go to church and we walk in the, the the worship center and 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 we can invoke the presence of God just by just by thinking about he is I am you know you talk about uh testimony I listen to Joel Osteen I think you do too but I, I and you know I, I I would listen to Joel and if you listen to Joel 10 minutes, Joel is going to give you the testimony of how they acquired the summit. 
And sometimes I'm like, oh God, Joel, I just want one time. I don't hear you say that. But you know what? That's his reminder of who God is. And the summit is so huge. I mean, that's somewhat of a, now I know, I know he knows that he doesn't put God in a box, right? But for him, that's somewhat of a representation of the, uh, the obstacles that he went through to get there. We think about the obstacles that we went through and how God is, not only is he our Jehovah Jireh, <laughs> not only is he my Jehovah Rapha, my complete God of healing, not only even is he my El Shaddai, my almighty God, but I always say he is my Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, my banner. He goes before me, Pastor Jordan, in everything that I do. Every time I walk out of the house, every time Yanni walks out of the house, I'm praying, Father, you are my Jehovah Nisi. You are her Jehovah Nisi. I'm giving him the accolades that he and he alone deserves. I'm magnifying his name because of who he is because he is my I am. Well, it gives it gives weight to the hymn that I love to hear Dr. F.D. Sampson says, think of his goodness towards you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you if you think about that, I when I tell you I literally coughed, um, I was so sick last night and coughed so much until I slept in my office last night because I didn't want to keep Nikki up all night. Mm -hmm. She didn't sleep. She kept coming in and out. But um, I was miserable. Like I was couldn't get any comfort. I was miserable. Slept two hours and literally woke up choking. Mm. But it was a horrible feeling. But there are people who will gladly walk out of MD Anderson and say, if all you got is a cough, mm -hmm. I'll take your cough. Hmm. There's somebody on the burn unit right now saying, all you got is a cough. Yeah. My, my, my child is burned over 80% of their body. I, I will take your call. And I think there are times that we're, we're so self-indulged, spoiled, and sensitive that any discomfort makes us forget. It, it's, it's almost like this that you can do tons of good and it'll never hit social media. You do one thing bad and these Negroes will share it, screenshot it and repost it until you're ruined. We need to focus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm 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 blessed, man. Let me tell you something. This is not this is this is not I'm I'm in no way I'm in no I'm testifying. 
get I almost cried, but I'm testifying. I ain't gonna lie. I told y'all the, the the pipes, my house, my our house is older. Our house is older. And I don't want to move because it's kept us through hurricanes, through Harvey, through flooding, no more on the street. Well, the same pipes in the house since 1979 when the house was built. Mm. I ain't going nowhere until I get old. Then I want to go downtown in a loft somewhere. So I had to, so we had the freeze, a pipe burst in the downstairs bathroom. And the plumber said, hey man, listen, don't waste your time with fixing this. Because if you fix this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crack the rest of them if you fix it. Mm. Old Gavinot's pipes, it's time for a change. I said, how much is that? I said, 8,000. Wow, okay. Homeowners ain't gonna cover that. I had to write a check today to the plumbing company for $12,880. I wrote that check today. I ain't fuss. I ain't cuss. I didn't gripe. At one time I would have. You know, I told God, thank you that I had to pay. That's it right there. Yep. Because number one, I'm OCD when it comes to water and, and taking baths and showers. So we, we got to have water. But at the same time, there's somebody who can't put gas in their car. That's it. That's it. Now, I could I could get on here and fuck. God, I had to pay $12,000 to get my whole house repiped. Number one, who gave me the money to have? Be able to write that check, and the same God, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I put on Facebook. I'm going out to P Valley in the strip to put to get to get it back. Uh, but 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 the same God. I know when you think I'm crazy. <laughs> it's a code name doc. They got on that. I know that's what it is. I know that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's a, look over me tonight. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the point is, the same God who gave it to me can replace it. Yes. Yeah, no, so now that that's the word. I dare, I don't care what y'all selling or what y'all ain't got. Don't ask me for nothing because I ain't got it tonight. The, the, the plumber got it. He got it all. Dr. Red Redman got nothing. So don't ask me for nothing. Uh, but but my thing is, at one time out of out of cussed and complained, twelve thousand dollars. But at one time too, you couldn't have paid me to think that I would even have the ability to even write a check for that kind of Come on, come on. A kid from Alexandria, Louisiana? Mm-hmm. So now, no, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. It's all about how you see it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it. You know, and next week, co-pay for Nikki's surgery. We got to pay the hospital. We got to pay the surgeon. But guess what? We gonna do it. Why? Because it has to be done. There's always something to be thankful about. Yes. Yes. Looking at the glass half empty or half full. Yeah. There's always something to be thankful about. Mm 
you know, so it, so we, we have to acknowledge, man, no, God, thank you, God. I ain't, I ain't tripping about that. Because the same way you put it there, you put that again. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't thinking about that, no. It's money. Mm-hmm. Some way, somehow. Now, in uh, some way, I don't know how. But I, I, I acknowledge you've done it before. You'll do it again. Because what am I going to stress and cuss and fuss over something that's beyond my control? It's beyond my, no, God, you, you take care of me. Mm-hmm. I'm your child. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to keep on telling you how wonderful you are, yes. how marvelous you are. Yes. And watch God be God. That's how we acknowledge, hey man, you've been doing this. Yes. You you've been you've been doing this. Mm. And so to you who are out there, acknowledge what he's done in your life. But why you why you right here griping and complaining? And <coughs> excuse me, some of you spend more time griping and complaining than you do thanking and blessing. Mm-hmm. You done fussed at God, you done cussed at God, you done quit church, you don't tithe, you don't give, you aren't faithful, you don't do nothing. Because mm-hmm. God ain't blessed you, or you had to spend this, or this happened. And God is saying, okay, but now when you need me, who you come right back to? The same fellow you just got through fussing and cussing at. Hmm. Who never left you. Never left you. Never left you. Always was waiting for us to finish our rant. And here's the whole thing. I do have a testimony. Why? Because the company wanted 16,000 initially. And the and the and the old and the and the guy at the table, Chris, said, uh, Pastor, you pastor? I said, Yeah. He said, I can't charge the pastor $16. Give me twelve eight. I said, oh, now come on, talk to me now. Because <laughs> to me, a savings is a savings. It is. Yeah. You know, and so, and, 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 and I just said, God, thank you. Thank you. And, and the, a duster came from, from, from uh, Allstate, black guy. He, he said, man, you pastor? I said, yeah. When you pastor, lying during 19 years, what? He said, I'm a pastor. I said, where you pastor? He said, I pastor in Humble. I said, where? He said, I'm in Dr. Sloan's old building. Oh. I said, that's my pastor. My world. He said, Sloan, your pastor? Yeah. Sloan, your pastor? Yeah. You in my pastor's old building, yeah. And you my adjuster, yeah. Let's talk business now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, my thing is, is God always has a way of orchestrating it when your prayer life is intact. Paul Martin said, walk on by faith. Why? On Monday, walk on. Why? Because he can see way down the road. 
Nothing happens to us that will catch God by surprise. Be it death, sickness, be it calamity, it doesn't catch God by surprise. But you're going to have to talk to him. Hmm. And, 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 and I've seen it. I've witnessed it. Yes. I've witnessed it from, you know, I've witnessed it. I've, I, I've witnessed you do it. I saw you at your brother's funeral, blessing mm -hmm. the Lord. You were mm -hmm. crying, overcome with emotion, but I saw you blessing God. Mm -hmm. You know, a few a few weeks ago, uh, with 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 uh, uh, Doris and Reginald Day, I saw Marcel closing the caskets of her mom and her brother, but at the same time, with her hand lifted in total praise yes. to God. Yes. It's amazing how God gives us a strange strength mm. when we acknowledge his accolades. Why? Because our prayer life gives us strength in these moments that are always positive, so we think. But all of it's necessary. You know? But and and we're, we're done now, but we have to anticipate his arrival. Do we anticipate? Um, I know you do, but I know you love the Lord. So I know you come to church every Sunday anticipating God's presence. Mm. In ways that you never, I learned a long time ago, no, I don't draw conclusions for God, right? You know, sometimes we, we want to put him in a box and we want to think that we know how he's going to do something and, 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 or, or bless us or, but I've learned not to do that. Uh, this is a strange story. Uh, when I moved in this house, and that was in 2012, it was um, after my divorce and um, just me and my, my daughter were here. So I have a neighbor and he's a wonderful young guy. And uh, my daughter was at her dad's house, who was about five minutes from here. And she says, mom, I think I saw the neighbor over there and uh, next door to my dad. So the neighbor came to see me because he recognized Johnny. So here's the, here, here's the grit here. He told me, he said, your ex-husband and I made a pact. If he told me he'll take care of my mom's house if I take care of your house. Wow. When it gets cold, he calls me. He says, it's time to winterize the house. When I leave, he says, uh, what do you and Yanni need? This man and his wife are knocking on my door all the time, trying to make sure I'm okay if he doesn't see me and because I can come in here and stay. He'll you know, knock on the door. I knew then that God will is a keeper. When you say you he he will keep you when even you don't want to be kept. Yeah. So I knew then, even in my ex-husband, God made a way to let me know He's taking care of me. Not my husband, not Rob, but God. That's how I saw it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So expecting His arrival. 
can come any way he chooses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether it's worship, whether it's by faith, Say, Iris, I know what I know what he said. Because mm -hmm. he said she's dead. Yeah. And he just told you don't bother me no more. But I'm telling you, only believe. Because her waking up yeah. hinges on your belief my my i don't know if you know what you said but you know you just said something yeah yeah mm. now now you you asked me to come and look after i'm coming mm -hmm. and i know she he said she did i get that but i'm telling you only believe now <laughs> if we get there and she don't wake up it ain't my fault because you just saw what I can do Yes. because she touched my clothes mm. and her blood dried up. Yes. So you know what I can do. I, I gave you a visible demonstration of my power so you could believe. So keep that belief until you get home. Because why? There's some folk at your house who don't believe. Mm. That's right. Because they believe what they see, not what I say. And he cleared them out too, didn't he? <laughs> now, for, for any, if for any reverends out there, I just gave y'all a whole sermon. I hope y'all didn't miss it, being simple. I just gave y'all a whole sermon. A whole sermon. Now call my name. <laughs> no, don't don't steal my stuff. But it's anticipating his arrival. Mm -hmm. So when I come to worship, I'm not driving from Humble Kingwood for no reason. Mm -hmm. I anticipate, even when no one walks down the aisle, I'm looking for somebody. That's right. You're welcome, Stroll. Preacher Strong. I'm 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 anticipating God to do something. And ladies and gentlemen, maybe maybe this is your problem. Maybe you don't have the blessings from God, and it's not the devil's fault. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. Because you don't anticipate him coming in your situation. Mm. So has God's power changed? Mm -mm. No. The problem is your faith fluctuates. Nah, nah. This is your faith. You say, God, I, God bless me. You ain't stable. You 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 too up and down. Stay up. It is what again 
the preacher said, you don't, you don't lower God down to you. That's it. You lift yourself up to God. Mm-hmm. And so we anticipate they were anticipating the ark coming back to Jerusalem, going up the mountain, lift up your head, so ye gave. And the king of glory shall come in. Amen. Who is the king? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty. And they were asking these questions based upon past experience. Yes. He is the king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty. Almighty in battle. He's kept us in a strange mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's brought us out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. He's brought us through wars, yeah. through division. And we anticipate his arrival coming back to Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, stop waking up in the morning expecting God to do nothing. Stop driving to church expecting God to do nothing. Stop having church virtually. Stop having your personal devotion expecting God to do nothing. If you don't expect it, why should he show up? Why should he show up? Because if you don't show up, he's going to say, well, you weren't looking for me no way, so you don't even miss me. Because when you said amen, you fell right back into fear and doubt. Mm -hmm. Even when the answer is no, still expect. Even when you get rejected, still expect. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? There's a blessing in rejection. Yes. yes. There's a blessing in no. Because in every rejection, in every no, guess what? God is protecting you from something that you can't mm-hmm. see. That's it. How many times have we thanked him for keeping us from that thing that we desired the most or we thought that we wanted, right? And he said, Absolutely. no. I know Absolutely. so many times today I said, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I wanted to church one time and I said, Lord Jesus, thank you that you can let me get caught at church. That's it. <laughs> Jesus, because I'd have been somewhere in the corner rocking mm. on medication by now. For real. <laughs> yes. You know. So, you know, but expect and so fellowship, whether it's in worship on Sunday, whether it's in your personal life, expect, expect, anticipate. Word right there. His arrival. God gonna show up. How? Don't know. know. When? Don't know. Just know that he is. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. We logging off. Listen now. Listen. Throw us in there. That's fine. But no one thing. The God whom we serve. He is able to deliver us from your hand. And he will. Mm Mm-hmm. Guess what? They had no clue what he was going to do. They had no clue if he was going to do it. 
but they stood flat for and said, now let me tell you something, that you think you're in control. You ain't in no control. The God whom we serve, he is able. Yes. One of one of my favorite uh quotes is I think it I think it I I, I forgot um it, it was from a, a, a preacher, I don't know if it was the first of a sissy or, or, or who it was, but it was from some from some bishop in the early church when one of the when one of the uh, kings of England died and he wanted a funeral. And he wanted this preacher to preach his funeral. And the preacher's opening remarks went something like this. This king has died. So now that we can talk about the real king. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have too many wrong kings and queens in your life. Mm. Mm. And you anticipate the arrival of Boo and Bay, and you expect Boo and Bay and BFF yeah. to deliver you from everything. And God says, that's why you're in the virtue in now. Because mm -hmm. you want him to bring you out. Mm -mm. You think if you sleep with him, come on, he's gonna give you some money. You think if you sleep with her, then she gonna buy you this and bring you through that. You think if you if you smart enough to get no and God said no that's your problem that's your problem you think you got a degree on the wall masters okay well you keep on delivering yourself there anticipate the arrival from everybody else to bring you out and to salvage you and to make a way for you and I'm just gonna sit back and wait on you to call me because I ain't going nowhere and when they keep letting you down and you keep falling on your face, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to anticipate my life. Because mm -hmm. Boo didn't get it for you. They Time let you down. Mm. So now, come on back to your first love. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, 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 I, and I'll show you I'll show up tonight. You know, so... Thank you, Doc, for coming in and helping me out because it, it, it was up in the beginning. Well, you carried it on through. I said, I think well, it got good to you, didn't yeah, it? <laughs> it did, but but yeah. at the same time, I wanna I wanna appreciate two things. I wanna appreciate um I wanna appreciate our team. Mm. This is the team of excellence. Uh that when the pastor is about to crash and burn uh the person behind the screen don't trip out she makes it happen she does and the executive pastor can get the outline mm -hmm. and come on board and we and and we and we go on mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's what funny. that's what makes fellowship special in my mind that's why we do what we do and 